0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about reducing screen time in their home. Happy New Year. I am Melanie Hempey and I hope everyone is doing okay. We're making it. We're, we're barely making it into this new year and we're so happy that 21 is finally here. If you're new to our podcast, I'm going to tell you just A few tiny little things about me. I'm a nurse. I'm a mom of four. Um, My oldest, Adam, dropped out of college due to his gaming addiction. So that's why I'm here, to help you understand how to prevent all these crazy screen addictions that our kids are getting into these days. We went through a lot of pain and drama and trauma in our own home, and I learned a lot, and I just applied a lot of my medical background to the facts. And I just quit listening to everyone's opinion. And I decided to do what was really the best thing for the rest of my family. We started Screen Strong to help parents understand what childhood screen addictions are all about. So my youngest kids now live in a game-free home. That really is such a thing. <laughs> People ask me all the time, isn't it really weird? I'm like, well, no, actually, I think it's really weird to argue about screen time all the time like we used to. I have made every mistake in the book when it comes to this issue. And I'm just so thrilled to be on this other side of it. And so we're here to answer any of your questions. And today we have the most incredible opportunity to hear from a teenager. So many of y'all have asked me for this show and you're like, can I hear, can we, can we just get more teenagers on the show to talk about from their perspective, what this is like, um, living in this world and then what it's like to go through this Green Strong Challenge, take the break, be different, do life a little bit differently in our home. Now, my, um, like I said, my kids, my, I have two boys, um, at home still, we, we don't have video games in our home. They don't even have social media. They do have a gab phone, a, a kind of like a talk text phone, but you know what? They're still alive and they're doing quite well. And I think that what you will find out as you start taking these toxic screens away from your kids, they're going to discover so many things about life that they never would have discovered with all the distractions of their screen. So let's just get to our guest. I'm here with Mandy Hammond. She's one of our ambassadors, our Screen Strong ambassadors. And she has brought her teenage daughter along for a little interview today. So Lydia is on with us. And Lydia, we are so glad you are here. Thank you for having me. I am just so excited to interview you and to just to have you talk about your experience. Like I said, we've had so many requests. So as we chat today, you're gonna to be actually talking to moms and dads, but also to teenagers, because there's a lot of kids out there that want to hear from you. And if you are one of those kids, contact us and we'll put you on too, and we'll talk about your experience. So welcome so much. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, like what grade you're in and are you doing virtual school still? Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, so I'm 15, I am obviously a teenager in a very crazy world, um, and I used to have social media, so I've, I got social media when I was in seventh grade after a big move from Iowa to Texas. I lived in Iowa all my life, uh, and then we moved to Texas, San Antonio, um, when I was in seventh grade, and I was taking it really hard, and so my excuse to get social media was... I'll stay in touch with my friends, right? And obviously, social media is used for so much more than just staying in touch with people. Um, so I kind of went down this road of comparison in seventh, going into eighth grade, going into ninth grade, where at the beginning, it was used to keep in touch with my friends and my family. But the more I, I used it, the more I it became um, more comparison and feeling bad for myself and having an attitude towards my parents and, Mm. um, really just giving up on having the will, like to do anything.
0: Wow. Your motivation just kind of went out the window. yeah, for
1: sure. And it's been kind of hard to get that back, to be honest. Um, so ninth grade year, I obviously went to high school. I ended up getting into an art school for writing and I was going, I was on a bus basically for two hours a day. Um, they're like 60 minutes there, 60 minutes back type thing. And I was always on my phone during mm-hmm. class. I was on social media. Um, because once you're done with your schoolwork, you really can just do anything on your phone. And no one was talking, everyone was on their social media. So then I just went into a deeper and deeper spiral of anxiety and depression and comparison. Um, so I ended up leaving that school and doing virtual school. So I'm still doing virtual school. Um, to answer your question about that. But I started doing that and I became homeschool and became became homeschooled, sorry. And my mom was, you know, being introduced to Screen Strong and was like, Oh, this is kind of cool, you know? And she talked to me and we decided to take a break from it. But at that time I literally could not leave the house without like debilitating anxiety. I couldn't walk out my front door. I couldn't sit outside on our on our porch swing. I couldn't eat. I couldn't do anything if it wasn't inside my house. That's no. how bad my anxiety was. And I'm never really an anxious person. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of alarming to my family for sure. So we we're like, um, what's happening? And once I took social media away, you know, there's a point where it was really, really bad after I took social media away because I was solely because I was detoxing because mm-hmm. I had such toxicity in my, in my brain and my body. Emotionally, mm-hmm. I had to detox from that. And that's what the anxiety came out of is from, is from that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So talk about a little bit about what it's like to be a teenager. In back what you were probably 13 at that time or 14 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and about what it's like, like the pressure, you know, to have social media, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but explain from that perspective, since it's been quite a while since most of us parents have been teenagers. Yeah. I want to hear from your perspective, when you say the comparison, explain that a little bit more.
1: Um, I mean, you know, everyone, I've grown up hearing this about social media, that social media is basically people's highlight reels. Um, you know, I hear it in church, I hear it in sermons, I hear it all of that, you know, yeah. we compare our behind the scenes tour to others' highlights, reels, and stuff like that. But right. truly that is an easy way to explain it but how you feel because there's no way to get around that. You can tell yourself as much as you want that this doesn't affect me because that's what I did, and then you just end up um down a deeper hole basically in the end because you just keep rejecting that you are feeling this way. Oh, I don't compare myself to people. Oh no, I don't do that. But there's no way you cannot do that. Do Mm -hmm. that in my generation. Everyone does it. I mean, just I I could remember I can recall a specific story in eighth grade where I had kids telling me when I told them, I don't have Snapchat, I don't have this. This is when I even had Instagram. Like that's the only social media I had. Um and they were talking about getting inappropriate pictures. And these are girls my age, you know. And they're like, you've never gotten an inappropriate picture? I was like, no, you know, I don't I don't deal with that. Like, I just don't do Snapchat. Like, I don't want to compare myself, blah, 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 you know, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, you wow. Know? And I was like, why don't you tell your mom that you get these pictures? Oh, because she'll yell at me. And so I think my generation especially is caught up in this this cycle of comparing themselves and digging themselves deeper in a hole, but then they're scared to tell their parents because of the backlash that their parents get because they thought their kids were better than social media. But in reality, social media is made to destroy your mind and make you feel this way and make you look at those stuff. Cause I remember scrolling on Instagram, looking at puppy videos, and all of a sudden I'm watching really, really bad videos. And mm-hmm. I just remember feeling so bad about that, and then I'd go home, and take it out on my all of my family, because I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah, you
0: seem like you have a good relationship. Would you describe at that time, your relationship with your mom and dad? How was that?
1: Um, there was a lot of conflict, I would say. Um, I mean, I would, I tell my mom almost everything, you know, we're, we're like best friends. But in that time of my life, you know, I'm in middle school, you know, I think I'm too cool for everyone, you know, on on top of the world, that type of thing. So I just think naturally you, especially during those important years of your life, you're just naturally going to go apart from your parents, especially you have social media interfering with that. So I wouldn't say my mom, me and my mom's relationship was like bad, but it wasn't the best
0: that it could be. Do you think that she thought your relationship was maybe better than it was?
1: Yeah. So once I got social media away, I was able I'm a very emotional person. So I'd always, you know, share my emotions one way or another, whether it be writing, whether it be yeah. screaming at them or all of that. But um, once I got that social media way, and my mom was doing more research with ScreenStrong and just talking to us about it openly, I was able to share my experiences. And so that's what's made us closer together because mm-hmm. now I can go home from, you yeah. know, youth group and be like, mom, I just can't believe my generation. Like I just see it in my, in my friend's
0: eyes and, right. you know, and it's really sad. So you can kind of see the difference between how things were and how they are now. And that's been kind of a positive thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about, just talk about what happened when your mom came home and announced that y'all were doing this challenge, right? This Screen Strong Challenge, which led to, started maybe seven days, led to 30 days. And then it also unfolded to what it is now in your family where, um, you know you you don't have a lot of screens now but talk to us about that can you remember back when she came home I assume she just kind of had a talk with y'all about about yeah so and
1: let's just talk about the initial shock factor here (laughs) um so she came home from the trip where she met you right and um she's talking about how great this organization is and blah 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 and about how amazing it is and we're all like there's no way this is ridiculous. This is stupid. She's not going to take our phones away. That's why would she do that? We need it to survive. Like, you know, we use every trick in the book of why would you take that away from me? You're the one that got it for me. Why? It's not bad. I don't look at bad things. I'm not like those kids, you know? Um, so initially I would say I was very mad and very, um, you know, like, why are you ruining my life type thing? But I think at the beginning, she was also a little bit more extreme than she is now because now she, mm-hmm. I mean, when you get all of this research given to you, you get fired up right away, right? You get mad. You are like, I didn't know I gave my kid yeah. that. And then you automatically are like, okay, take it away. Um, but I, right. I came in pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, she did come in pretty hot. She came back from the trip. She's like, I'm taking your phones away. Blah, blah, blah I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on back up a little bit. Can we talk about this? And so through those conversations of, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm learning. And then I can be, wait, that's really why my friends act this way. Wow. By connecting those, those dots, I became um, okay with the fact that I didn't have it. Um, I mean, now to this point, if I'm ever on Instagram, I... I hate scrolling. I can barely even look at the thing. Like, it's just so annoying because I'm like, you're not like this in real life. You're oh, secretly hurting. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why do you feel like you need to post that? Like, you know, I I don't know. So yeah. that's- You see
0: more clearly now. And I, I know that your mom has gotten a talk text phone for y'all. And so you've got Instagram that you can still see on her phone or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not, um, hundred percent in your pocket all the time. And so you were, it sounds like really frustrated at first. Were you mad at her at first?
1: Um, yeah, let's, yeah. So I was really mad. I mean, she's right here, so I don't want to okay, like, say you can how talk mad about I was her. at her, <laughs> but, um, to be honest, I was mad at ScreenStrong. I was like, this oh, goodness. Goodness. <laughs> organization took my mom away and brainwashed her and, <laughs> You know, yes. now she's coming back. Um, we did our job. Yay! I know, right? Win-win <laughs> yeah.
2: for parents. Yeah. yeah
1: um, so for the longest time, you we are like, "Oh yeah, screen's wrong" or whatnot, but now I see like it's really doing good, and you know, it's the parents that need to really see this stuff, um, mm-hmm. but it's the teenagers that need to share their experiences because my main thing is you can hear parents talk about this all day long about how it's bad for you. But until you get actual survivors is what I like to think of them as of social media, who's had it taken away, the people that have done the detoxes, that's when you really start to see change because they get to see, oh, this girl's my age.
0: She did it. I can do it. You know? Right. Right. Well, isn't that so great that you can see that? I mean, I'm so excited to hear you say that because that's exactly how a movement gets started. That's how change is made. That's how good things happen and how people get out of Bad habits and addictions that they're in. And since you seem to really be able to articulate um, how you were feeling around the early days when you were on social media, that's such a positive thing to be able to talk about. Can you talk just another few minutes about the anxiety? Because we read a lot about that. And I think um, just hearing firsthand from you is really valuable um, for a mom. So so if their mom's out there listening, how would you describe that um, that their daughters or sons may be feeling about social media? Again, can you just talk about a little bit more about the anxiety level in your life before Screen Strong and after Screen Strong, Um, kind of the difference between your emotional health, I guess.
1: Okay. So at the beginning, when I had social media, um, to be honest, I mean, I would kind of feel anxiety a little bit, but, you know, I wasn't an anxious person. I was out of school. I was pretty distracted. I was like in theater. I had outlets. Um, But when I got to high school was when it really, really got bad for me because I spent so much time by myself. And I think a lot of parents, what a lot of parents don't realize is having a connection with your children is one of the most valuable things you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, and you might think if you smother your child with, with hugs and kisses, but then let them be on their phone for five hours in their room with their door locked, you know, that, oh, they're fine. They love me. You know, I'm doing everything right. And I'm, you know, it's just, that's just not the case. Um, so when I had Instagram, our parents were already really strict about that. I had a private account. Um, I couldn't have the phone in my room, you know, all of that stuff. So I'm, I'm, glad that we had those restrictions there when I did have it yeah but it was the times when I wasn't at home is when I really felt like I had no restrictions and it would whether it be a video that my friend sent me and it had like four f words in a row and I would have to quickly delete it from my dms because I didn't want my parents to see or if it was you know scrolling through the explore page and then see one bad video. And when you go out of the explore page, all of a sudden, all of your explore page is just vulgar, horrible videos, you know? Yeah. And that's not stuff I want to be looking at. So I kind of, I think I kind of kept my anxiety inside of me when I had social media because I was like, oh, this is normal. Everyone deals with it. Because that's what you see Hmm. on social media is, oh, anxiety gang, ha ha ha, or depression gang, ha ha, like they laugh Hmm. about it. Oh. They make a big deal about it but they don't want to like confront the issue of what's causing it. Yeah. Um wow. so when I finally took that away like I said earlier, that's when the detox hit me. That's when the really bad anxiety hit me because I was cuz then I finally looked up from my screen and I was like this isn't normal. People shouldn't be feeling like this. Um mm-hmm. and so that's when I started to not wanting to leave the house because I felt oh I I don't have this thing as a security blanket. If I'm in a line at a store and I don't want to make eye contact with someone, I can't look at my phone because I don't have that on my phone anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. so it was just a lot of overthinking. Yeah. And I I think to parents, I would say like, taking a drug from a drug addict isn't going to be easy. They're going to have fits when you first take them away. They're going to go through withdrawal. The same thing happens with screens. Right. But once you're past that stage... Oh my gosh, you feel so much better. You feel mm-hmm. so much more free and happy, and I don't know, just light. And you could start joking with your parents again. You could start talking to your siblings again. I mean, yeah. me and my brothers fought nonstop. Like, we were always butting heads because he had his social media input of the YouTubers he was watching and the TikToks he was seeing. And then I had my influence of Instagram and, and YouTube and what they were saying. And so we would fight at dinner. We would, yeah. you know, basically avoid each other because we had two different opinions. Um, And I think that also made the anxiety build up worse from when we took it away. Cause I had nothing to grab onto. I had right. nothing to be like, well, I believe this because my Instagram followers say this, you know? Um, right. But once I was past that withdrawal stage, I really just, I, I'm thriving, to be honest. I'm just really thriving.
0: Well, you sound like you. great. Though <laughs> so your mom took your social media away, and your head didn't explode, right? I mean, yeah, you know, she survived.
2: Great. She survived.
0: You <laughs> survived. It's it's well, no, seriously. I just think it. What she, what you're describing, Lydia, is what we see all the time with this that when you get to this other side there's just all these good things that happen and all these blessings i know it sounds maybe a little bit trite and it's hard to explain but that's what you're articulating right now when you mm-hmm. get out from under that cloud of all those negative things then you get closer to your family and the ironic thing is that a lot of parents think that they are giving their kids phones so they can be closer to their kids and mm-hmm. It does just the opposite, and they don't realize that. I remember one story um, of a, a friend, of a email I got whose son, um, the mom's son, had gotten his smartphone in eighth grade, and he was just having a horrible time for two-week period. And so the end of the two weeks, she said um, they were fighting, they, they weren't you know, getting along at all. And he came downstairs and he threw the phone on the kitchen counter and it just broke into pieces everywhere. And he just said, mom, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you for giving me this. And it turned out that he had gotten caught in this kind of loop that you're referring to this dark hole that you start watching one video and then it goes into another and another and another. And it's sort of like a fork in the road and you get, and he had been really caught up in a lot of pornography. And for his age, of course, and his brain development at that point, it was too much for him to handle. And Mm -hmm. it just caused so much stress um, with his mom. And she was weeping on the phone with me. It was just a very, very heartbreaking situation. And she said, you know, I gave him that phone so I could be in touch with him more, but it completely backfired. And, and what, what you're saying now, it, it just falls right in line with that, that when you can shift, even though initially, you thought your mom was crazy. I get that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, but you know what? She was the mom and she got to make the decisions. And I, I know it was hard. I know it was hard going through that, those initial weeks or months, whatever it took, um, to get through. But can you talk to, um, um, a teenager right now? So if there's a teenager listening, maybe there's a 13 year old or even a 12 year old, um, 15 year old, I don't know, <laughs> listening. And they are where you were back when you had social media on your phone and all that. What would you tell them if their mom had, and dad had just sat them down and told them that they're going to do the challenge and they're going to start moving away from all the social media? What would you say to them?
1: Um, I think I would say it's okay to be extremely upset it's okay to go through those emotions, you know? No one's gonna blame you for um, being sad because it's taken away. You might feel like your entire world has been taken away, but then I want you to get up and then I want you to look outside and I want you to watch squirrels. And I want you to see how how the squirrel can be so focused on what the other squirrel is doing, you know? bearing mm-hmm. its not, unbearing is not, you know, all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, And then I want you to look – and then all of a sudden the squirrel just gets so focused on what the other squirrel is doing and then goes and tries to get what that squirrel has. And then it's not as successful as if the squirrel went and got in its own nut. I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm just basically saying, like, stop comparing yourself. Like, it's okay to, like – look outside after you don't have your phone and see all your friends that supposedly have a really social life and you know you're hanging out with them without your smartphone or without your social media and all they're on is social media and you can be like wow i wish i was them but then step back and really see what's going on all they have is that screen but look at you you have the entire world you Um, have the trees you have the grass you have your family and so i think if you really take that perspective to it where it's not the end of the world, then I think you could start thriving, Yeah, you know, and pick up a new hobby. I mean, I picked up painting and lo and behold, I'm a really good painter. I never thought I could because I thought, oh, I'm not going to be as good as so-and-so on social media. But once I finally started, you know, okay, I'm just going to try this, try new things. Who knows? You might actually be good at it. Um, also if you're dealing with mental health, that's the mental health problems that is the best thing you can do is just get off your phone yeah get off your phone turn off messages for a week turn off um you know social media for a week and if that doesn't work go to a doctor but I guarantee you there's going to be some percentage of your anxiety of your depression of your angriness of the world it's going to be gone because all of a sudden you don't have this thing pulling your attention you can focus on things that are actually good for you Wow. so that's what I would say
0: yeah Wow. That's awesome. What, what would you say, um, to them about if they feel like they're going to lose all their friends? Did you lose friends when you got off your social media?
1: No, no. Okay. I think that is the biggest myth I've ever heard. Um, I actually, to be honest, my friends were like, that's so weird, you know, but then once they saw me improving, they were like, Oh, I wish I could do that. And I'd be like, you can, you can do that. Of course I never did because that's coming, you know, from a teenager whose yeah. phone
0: got taken away, but, um, well, their parents need to do it. We can't right. expect our kids to do it. Yeah. But
1: yeah. And so I think a lot of the times that's, I didn't lose friends, but I grew friends. Cause then I took time to actually find good relationships with people that want to have a face-to-face conversation, kids mm. who have social media, but really don't want to be caught in it, you know? And so yeah. I more or less at that time of my life started to pick and choose rather than lose. Hey, wow. that rhymes. <laughs> yeah. <all> right. Anyway, <laughs>
2: for you. Um,
1: So I think, you know, initially you might be outcast. You might be, oh, wow, I'm the only one at the lunch table that's not on Snapchat right now. And then after the first week of like, oh, you know, your pity party of like you feel really horrible that you got this taken away and that's okay to feel... Like I said earlier, look up and see the kids that are also going through that, the ones that mm-hmm. don't have it, and then make real connection. Cause that's what's gonna, you know, put you ahead of everyone else when you graduate or when you move up a grade. Cause you're gonna know, be like, Oh wow, I know how to talk to teachers.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And that's not being teachers' pet. That's just being a normal human being. Yeah. And I think a lot of times kids don't realize that. Yeah. Once you take it, once you give yourself a break from that, you start to become Normal, and well, everyone like your is communication
0: still- skills get better. Probably. Sorry, say that again. No, just just your communication. You're you're describing that your communication skills get better because you're less awkward because you're practicing that more. You're talking to mm-hmm. people more, and um, kind of what happens. One thing leads to another. So you know you you go down the social media path, and it's just sort of this dead end. It's just. just is a dead end. I mean, I don't know, there's not a lot down there. Yeah, there's not. (laughs) But then when you what what you're describing, like once you get over the initial shock and pain, I guess, of Mm -hmm. having to imagine your life without it. Then you start talking more to people, start talking more to your siblings, you know, talk more to your family, your parents, it makes it easier to talk to your teachers. Then you start doing better in school because you can communicate with your teachers. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's like this ripple effect. Have you seen any other positive things like your art? That just is amazing. I tell parents so many times that, you know, you don't know the potential that your kids have because- they're not even trying it. And the only way you can try it is if you're bored and you have to think of something else to do. So Mm -hmm. what, what are some other things that, that you've done besides your art, even though that's amazing, (laughs) that's totally amazing.
1: Um, like I said earlier, I went to an art school for writing uh, but after I left, I'm, I'm a poet. So I love to write poetry. Oh, that's my main thing to write because poetry has no limits. You know, you can write without periods, you can write without yeah. commas or whatever, if you want to, or yeah. you can write completely structured. So that's just, that's just why I like it. Um, so after I left that school, I took a break from writing. I didn't write for like several months cause I was just mad at the world. Yeah. This thing that I wanted to work out so badly didn't work out. You know, I'm going through such horrible anxiety, like, all I wanted to do was basically just sit down and watch TV and not acknowledge anyone. Um, but once I started to get better and get out of that anxiety, that's when I started writing what I was feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of that came out of, you know, seeing my generation, like literally lose themselves in the palm of their hand. So that Mm -hmm. I've just been writing a lot about that lately.
0: Well, I am so excited about that. And we. Um, I, I have one more question first um, before we start to wrap up. There's a myth, I guess. A lot of parents say that, oh, if I take my kid's phone away or their video games away, that they're just going to binge and go crazy, like when they go to college or later or next month or whatever. What, what do you think about that? What do you think about that idea? Do you feel... Now, like, you know, you as soon as your mom turns her head like that you want to bench on your phone, do you still feel that desire to wanna just go crazy on your phone?
1: No. Um, I do not feel that at all. But I do wanna say that sounds like one of the main excuses, you know, especially preteen children, preteen girls and boys use is well when I'm out of when I'm out of this roof and out of yeah. your home, I'm going to go and do this, this, this. And that basically guilts the parent into being, well, I don't want you to do that. But <laughs> you know, you also got to look at it. That's the same concept of, I of like when parents say, I'd rather them drink under my roof so I know they're doing it safely. Right. Like, but would you ever give an 11 year old a martini? Like, let's <laughs> be honest. Like, that doesn't make sense. And I can see for my friends, I can speak personally my friends who have been on their screens since they were little, very, very little, they have no desire to do anything. But I see the kids who, you know, maybe have had it delayed, you know, they don't have the desire hmm. to just go out and be crazy because they're like, why would I do that? I have a reputation to uphold, you know, like I have a future. Why would I go screwed up by, right. you know, looking at porn or by, yeah. you know, making horrible videos of myself or listening to horrible music or, you know, all of the things that social media does. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone do that, but I'm not saying that that won't happen. I'm saying that's extremely rare and probably won't happen to your kid.
0: Well, and what you're describing, I mean, just listening to you, I'm, I just, I'm getting so excited about all the things that you're doing. And, um, the fact that you're even, that you're closer to your parents now, you know, you you kind of feel like you're on that team with them, and what you're that's what you're describing. So why would you want to go mess that up? Like I, I think that that is why this is such a myth. But it is the biggest in the top three, I guess. You know, questions: the fear of missing out, the fear of not having friends, the fear of your kids binging and going crazy later. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing um, your experience with the challenge is that you you know, you were anxious, you were mad. And I love that you say that we need to let our kids be mad. And I agree with that so much. I think that we need to say, you're going to be mad and that's okay. (laughs) And we're going to get through Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) And then, but then you come to this other side and on this other side, um, you're, you really are thriving and you're seeing all these benefits and you're just so articulate. I just, I love hearing your story. So, Um, You just mentioned that you were um, interested in writing poems, and I understand, and I don't have it in front of me here, so I'm very excited to hear the poem that you wrote, so I'm just excited for you to read this, and um, if you're a mom and dad or teenager out there listening, I think that we are really in for a treat, so Lydia, (laughs) let's hear the poem that you wrote about um, this. Do you have anything to preface this with, or... Is there a title, or
1: so? The title is "A Letter of Resignation: My Generation to Yours." Basically, the background story of this is I'm pretty sure I got done hanging out with some friends. This is right when I moved back to Iowa, and um, you know, I was just seeing how much my friends changed over the three years and how it's affecting them. And I was I was really mad, to be honest. And I started the, I started writing this as a prayer because I write down my prayers of just my frustrations and stuff and then i came out with this because you know once i start writing i can't stop um so it's kind of like a slam poem kind of not um but yeah here it is it's called a letter of resignation my generation to yours Please help me save my generation. Our entire world is at risk of sinking. One swipe away, capsizing in abbreviations and crude videos. How come no one can see these screens are hurting me? My generation is dying, behind their screens slowly rotting. When did it become okay to avoid social interaction? None of us know how to really truly communicate. Sure, there's some good, but there's a lot more hate. Hold on, do you want me to serve you on a pretty plate to look at, not to eat? Here are some ugly stats on a pretty platter. Even if I told you, would it matter? Or would you just take a picture and comment, that's so sad. How are you not getting mad? Suicide in young girls, I'm talking ten, age 10 to 14, has gone up 151% since social media became our main event. Middle schoolers are the first ones to go. High schoolers are soon to follow. You gave us a snake and condemned us for it biting. My generation is dying. Stop pumping us up with drugs and shrug away the fact that social media is taking your babies away. So here is my letter of resignation I will not follow my generation into damnation. I refuse to fall into the follower's abyss. Sincerely, my generation to yours. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm getting Where's a little... my box of Kleenex, I'm
0: Mandy? I'm choked <laughs> up over here. <laughs> we need to put a warning label on this podcast that you must bring Kleenex. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is fabulous. Thank that you. That was amazing. We are going to put this on our, on our group. We need to um, make that available. That was just so touching. So great. Mandy, what do you have to say about your daughter?
2: Wow, I know. And I've, Every time she reads this to me and she gets better every time reading it. And I just, just with her inflection and everything. And I'm like, Lydia, like you, this needs to be shared with the world. Like your peers need to hear this. Parents need to hear this. Parents need to hear that you don't have to go along with culture. And our family is such an example of that. And not because we're special and are perfect and have just done everything right. No, we haven't. We, we thought we were doing things right and it backfired. And then we had to regroup and say, we got to do something different. And that's what I wish all parents would realize. And I'm just so, so proud of Lydia and my boys and how far they've come in the last, you know, since March. Um, And honestly can just, and I say this all the time, but I just want to say it again in case a new person's listening is get your kids back. Like you can get them back. And when Lydia explains that she's, we were fighting all the time and there was just animosity and conflict and all these things happening all the time. It was always around these stupid screens. Yeah. And when we took them away and the kids detoxed, even though there was a lot of eye rolling at first and huffing and puffing and I'm bored and all the things, we <laughs> stood strong and just months later they were like, Oh, oh wow, I can do other things. I can paint. I can do, you know, XYZ. And they've just come so far and I'm just so impressed with them and so um
0: wow. just so proud. Yeah. Well, you should be. And thank you so much for sharing your Story, Lydia, and for your transparency. Oh, my goodness. It was. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back again. I will get more questions from our audience about specific things they want to ask you, and we will definitely (laughs) have you back again. And Mandy, thank you so much for being transparent with your family and your journey. And, you know, we're all on this journey together, and we're not sitting here saying we have done it all right because we haven't, but we're here to really be transparent and really help other people with this story. It is very different for every family, but the, the storyline is the same. It just repeats itself over and over and over that um, toxic screens are not helping our families and they're certainly not helping our kids. Lydia, thank you so much for coming on. Um, We appreciate you so much and I will definitely be putting up your, Poem in our group. And for those of y'all who haven't joined yet, we have a Screen Strong Families Facebook group where we um, share lots of success stories, lots of questions, lots of answers are in there. So we'll definitely put Lydia's poem up. And if you have any um, teenagers yourself that are wanting to share their story, please let me know. Thank you, Mandy, so much. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening today. Remember, We've got your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong.